the old pre-meds podcast, session number 296. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med discussion over at premedforms.com. If you haven't gone over there and signed up and created a free account yet, you should go do that right now. And before we go any further, I wanna talk about the MCAT Minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. If you haven't signed up for their free flashcards, go do that right now. It's part of their whole free account over at blueprintmcat.com where you get access to 1,600 expertly crafted flashcards on a brand new spaced repetition platform. You get access to their first full length, full, full, full length for free. You get access to a half length diagnostic, their amazing study planner tool, and much more. Again, blueprintmcat.com. And as we're recording this here at the beginning of December 2021, the 2022 MCAT dates are out. They're open at least the beginning half of the year. Go register if you haven't yet and start studying now. So our question today is kind of a heavy one and one from actually many years ago that uh, my team was able to dig up because it's a great question. And I've seen it happening more and more where students are struggling in postbacs and wondering what to do next. So our student says, hey everyone. So I haven't seen stories of people with a similar background as mine. I graduated from college in 2011 with a biology degree, good ECs, research, leadership, volunteer, shadowing, tutoring, TA, and jobs. Most of my ECs I was part of for over two to three years. I graduated from college with a cumulative GPA of three and a science GPA of of 2.8. Good upward trend with upper level science classes. Immediately after graduation, I started a post-bac program, a one-year linkage program where students take graduate school and medical school classes. Unfortunately, this year was just a disaster for me and I didn't make the contract and I don't know what to do at this point. Are there people out there who have had similar experiences? And if there are, can you please share how you overcame it? The director of the program recommended me to continue and get the master's degree, but I don't like that option for various reasons. Any advice out there? I was hopefully thinking about returning to my undergraduate institution, take a series of more upper level science classes for the coming academic year, fall and spring, My first MCAT score, which I took without good preparation was, and this is the, the old, um, the old scoring was a 21, which is, uh, not a very good score at all. Probably 490 ish, maybe Uh, second attempt better preparation while in the postback program and waiting for the score. So here is the ultimate, ultimate question. And, and I like this question because we actually have a student asking similar questions in Mapped. And if you haven't checked out Mapped yet, you should. MAPPD.com, you can add on chat advising to Mapped where you can interact with our advisors. And a student, the reason I know about this is a student recently asked this question in chat advising and we as a team were discussing what are the next steps for this person. So it's very similar to this. And ultimately, 
someone who goes through undergrad doesn't get good grades, has an upward trend potentially, uh, according to them, and then goes to this next higher level thing and doesn't do well, there's a question of, well, were you ready to do it to begin with? On top of that, you have an MCAT score that clearly shows that you weren't ready to take the MCAT. And so now we have little bits and pieces of evidence that shows you are making potentially bad decisions, that you are rushing along the way, trying to finish this thing, getting into medical school, finish your pre-med thing as fast as possible, damn the consequences, right? And the consequences are now you have disaster after disaster after disaster that you have to pick up the pieces to. And I want you to understand, and, and, and I get flack for this from other people and advisors and, and, and students going, Dr. Gray, you tell everyone they can get into medical school. And I firmly believe that up until a certain point. There are some students who continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. There are some students who just can't get the right grades. There are students who probably won't be able to get into medical school. Shocker, I know you're surprised. Coming out of my mouth, there are some people. This person who's asking this question might not be one of those people, might not be one of the people who can't get into medical school. But unfortunately, the track record that they have set up is I didn't do well in undergrad. I continue not to do well in a post program or an SMP, it sounds like this is more likely. And I continued not to do well with an MCAT. And hopefully they do better with the, the next MCAT, but we don't know. And, and it's the same thing that happened with the student in MAPS who's asking the questions, almost exactly the same of, I didn't do well as an undergrad. I didn't do well in a post I didn't do well on the MCAT. I'm like, well, when are you gonna start doing well? That's the question. Medical schools are not going to give you the time of day if you haven't even started doing well. And you may go, but Dr. Gray, I have great extracurriculars. Dr. Gray, I have, I have a great story. Dr. Gray, I have great passion. That doesn't matter if the schools don't think you're going to pass medical school in four years, hopefully. You need to be able to pass medical school to get a degree to be able to go and serve patients. You need to be able to pass your boards and, and, and do well on your boards to get into residency so that you can serve patients. A lot of you get mad that medical schools look at stats, but unfortunately, you have to do well in medical school to be a good doctor. You just do. And so medical schools have a minimum barrier of entry to say, we're gonna want this GPA, we're gonna want this trend, we're gonna want this MCAT score. That's why they look at that. And they're doing you a service because if you get into medical school, like many in the Caribbean do, and I'm calling out Caribbean medical schools because they accept a lot of students who don't deserve to be in medical school, yet, not ever, potentially, but yet, they accept a lot of those students and those students go out and they take on 60, 70, $80,000 worth of debt for year one, year two, take the boards, don't pass them, aren't even allowed to take the boards 
in the Caribbean specifically because they'll they they give you pretests and if you don't pass the pretest they won't let you take the boards because that looks bad for the Caribbean medical schools to say oh they they like to claim that they have 94% pass rates or whatever it is um that's because a lot of students aren't even taking the test because the school won't let them sit for it so random tangent um about talking the medical school is doing you a favor by having some minimum barrier of entry in terms of stats to prove your academic capability so that you don't get into a ton of debt and 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 not be able to come out on the other side and actually practice as a physician and make the money necessary to pay back those loans. So for this student, for any other student who is in a situation where you are struggling academically, the first thing that I need you to do is stop. Stop digging a hole. Just stop. You need to figure out why you're struggling. And you might say, well, in in this part of my life, uh, my brother was addicted to whatever, and so I was taking care of them. And then in this part of my life, my father was addicted to something, and I had to take care of him. And in this part of my life, right, you may be a person, we all know these people, who just attracted drama for some reason. There's just, life just happens to just continue to throw mud in your face and continue to knock you down. And for that person, stop. Just stop and figure out what you can do and how you can set up barriers in your life and, and rules around your life to say, I love you, family. I love you, friends. But this is me. This is for me right now, right here. I need to study. I need to do well in school. You need to take care of yourself. And I know with different family dynamics and different cultures and everything else, that could be blasphemous. And so your options are, do you stick with your family dynamics and culture and not become a physician? Or do you stand up for yourself potentially and maybe piss off some people, but you're able to then set up those dynamics and that structure to that allows you to have the bandwidth to do well in school to finally get in to medical school? Which one would you prefer? Which one ultimately supports your family or your friends or whoever else in that situation? I'll let you answer that. So a failed SMP or failed postback doesn't necessarily scream doom. I had a student, Chad, uh, on the pre-med years podcast many, many years ago, and he was a student in undergrad who struggled in undergrad. He struggled in a postback program. He was rejected from Caribbean medical schools. And he finally figured out, look, I worked through undergrad to support a family. I worked through a postback to support a family. I'm going to make my family sacrifice. They're going to allow themselves to, to sacrifice to give me the bandwidth so I don't have to work. And I'm going to go do an SMP. It's my last ditch effort. I'm going to do an SMP. I'm not going to work. I'm going to focus on school. And guess what? He's a good student. He just never had the bandwidth to be able to be a good student. And he got into medical school and now he's in a surgical residency and, and he's doing well. So there are options out there. And that's Chad, that's from episode 230 of the pre-med years. If you go to premedyears.com slash 230, if you wanna listen to Chad's story and his journey. So you can fail a postback. 
you have an SMP. You can fail an SMP. You still have a postback that you can potentially rely on. But at some point along the way, you have to stop digging a hole and you have to reflect what is causing you to continue to struggle. Maybe the answer is you're just not smart enough, but that's usually not the answer. Usually it's something externally or internally causing you and holding you, uh, causing you to hold back for something. So I will end there. I hope this was helpful. At the end of the day, it's never over until you say it's over. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.